DDCO at the plate. He's over two today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. DDCO lets it fly, and it's oh, it's raining now. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Rain Delay Theater, the show where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. My name is Jeremy Dionisio. And I'm Jack Swakowski. It's uh, Tuesday, January 21st, 2020. Uh, this is episode number 68, the Jorge Soler episode. Yeah, Jeremy, Jorge Soler led the American League in home <laughs> runs this year. He had 48 home runs. Yeah, that's right. Didn't, aren't you, aren't you, isn't he the one that got away from you, Jeremy? Well, the, as the, a Cubs fan? The important thing to remember is that uh, Wade Davis, uh, you know, helped the Cubs make the uh, playoffs this year by closing out games. He didn't give up. Uh, he didn't blow two games in a row to uh, the Cardinals in late <laughs> September. So um, it worked out great for the Cubs. There's no regrets. And every move that Theo has made um, has been great. And there's no way to, uh, you know, criticize it at all. And we don't miss the prospects whatsoever. Nice. And you definitely were not booed, Jeremy. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Uh, we'll, we'll get to Tom Ricketts a little bit later. Um, Jeremy, uh, yeah, just a, uh, I guess a quick uh, note on Jorge Soler, yeah. uh, or just some thoughts. He had a he had a monster season this year. This was really the first year that he's played a full season. Yeah. I think his, his high before that was maybe 101 games in 2015. Yeah. He played every game this year. Yeah, uh, <laughs> most of them probably at DH. I mean, I get that the yeah. guy can't field. He was probably destined to be in the American League, but uh, I mean, the, I feel like he could be playing left field for the Cubs right now yeah yeah I definitely for sure I mean um yeah I it's one of those things where like he I feel like the Cubs I mean I liked him I will say that I liked him um I would have liked to see him like get more chances but like they gave him they 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 I feel like they did their due diligence with Uh him like he was just injured every single year yep um and the Cubs you know theoretically had like a huge wealth of outfielding uh prospects now they're trying to find the sign a, a center fielder um but uh but like yeah it's just like that one you kind of like let go um and uh if he caught on somewhere else and did good then good for him right um but uh yeah 48 homers is crazy that, that is crazy in complete anonymity in, yeah in kansas city i know yeah i'm sure only chicago and uh um Kansas City know that he did that. (laughs) Well, Jeremy, about a week ago, exactly a week ago today, we attended uh, a Northwestern game. But before that, um, you had a a brief... uh... Oh, yeah, I was just going to say real quick, uh, Jack, I was was at the grocery store yesterday, and... um, I was at the Jewel uh, local grocery store uh, by my by the one that I grew up uh, near that I grew up going to, uh, and I and I, sw- I I swore that I saw Jake Arietta <laughs> leaving the Jewel. Wow! It was like a guy with a beard yeah. and like a flat baseball hat. Okay, uh, but he was dressed like not very impressively, just like with like a black hoodie or something, just yeah. like a regular working stiff uh-huh. or whatever. And I'm like like intellectually, I was like, let me think here, like. Maybe he still has a house here. Maybe he was like checking in on it, closing its sale or something, and he had stopped to get some groceries. And I was like, I was heading out of the parking lot. I was like leaving, and he was walking to his car. And I'm like, normally I would just drive by, but I I did do like one more lap just to look at him. Sure. Again, and he got into like this like very humbly, very humble like Honda Civic or something. Okay. Okay. I'm like that's not Jake Arrieta. No. Um, but uh, it. This guy was a dead ringer for Jake Arrieta. I mean, honestly, mo- if you walk into like, if you go to like a skateboard shop or something, or like a, I don't know, like some sort of like aging hipster bar or something, like you could probably find multiple Jake Arrieta lookalikes. Oh yeah, but um, but uh, it, it was I it, I did do one lap around just to, just to double check. No, that's fair. Um, <laughs> I mean, you said you were at Jewel. Yeah, uh, yeah. Jake Arrieta probably shops at Whole Foods. You know, you could could have ruled it out right there. Or he like gets um, you know, yeah, some sort of like. Uh, you know, juices like flown into him or something. <laughs> like he only like he's on like a liquid diet or something. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, so so yeah. So I just wanted to mention that at the top of the show. All right, Jeremy. Well, we'll we live in the same neighborhood that Jake Arrieta did, so we'll we'll keep her, we'll keep well, our eyes out. That's for true. I mean, yeah. My 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 wife did see Jake Arrieta for right. real, so there is some you know grounds to the, to that. But but this was definitely was not him. Okay. Uh, so last week, yes. uh, about a week ago, we went to a Northwestern uh, basketball game. Um, yeah. Versus. Uh, 
uh, the University of Iowa. Uh, it was a home game for Northwestern at Welsh Ryan Arena up in Evanston. It mm-hmm. was my first uh, trip there. Jeremy, you've been to a few games there before, right? Yeah, I have. I want to. I have to give a shout out to my my father in law, Jim, yeah. Jim uh, who uh, got us the tickets. Uh-huh. Uh, they have season tickets, uh, mm-hmm. so um, uh, these were available. So we uh, were able to take advantage of them. Yeah. Um, and but yes, I have gone uh, since uh, since me and uh, my wife started dating. Uh, We've gone to a handful of games, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't want to tip what we're gonna say here, but they're usually pretty fun. Yeah, I'm not really used to going to like college. Like that was the first college uh, basketball game, or really even maybe even sporting event that I had been to. Like yeah. going to those games, mm-hmm. so um, I think it's fun for what they are. Um, but uh, but yeah, we could talk about our experience. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I, I liked the um, I liked the arena. It was it yeah. was fun. It, was, it probably seats what about ten eleven thousand. I would say yeah, somewhere around I, there. Yeah, I'm wondering. I'm uh-huh. I'm wondering if it's even that many. I don't yeah. even, I don't think it's that many. No. Um. um yeah. It, it, it might, yeah. It might be less than that. But uh, I, I like it. It's a, it's like a little bandbox uh, on campus type of arena. It's, um, it's very uh, like a nondescript. Uh, yeah, eight thousand one hundred and seventeen. Oh wow, yeah. So that is pretty small. Um, but uh, from the outside, this is interesting because we've been going since before they remodeled it, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, even after the remodel, it still looks just like a like a lecture hall, like on yeah. campus. Mm-hmm. It looks, looks like you're just walking into your like you know your civics lecture, uh, whatever. Um, but it's an arena inside. Yeah, and uh, Jeremy uh, Northwestern they uh, they kind of uh, reached their nadir uh, a mm-hmm. couple of a couple of years ago. Yeah. I think it was uh, 2018. They made the tournament for the first time ever. With with Northwestern, people were always saying this is going to be the year they make the tournament. This is going to be the year they make the tournament. And every year it wasn't the year right. until it finally was. Um, I could see that arena being like a really uh, really fun like place to to be at for a game when yeah. they were good you know yes. like i imagine it gets very loud in there yeah um the atmosphere was not loud at the game we were at no i feel like uh the writing was on the wall walking into walking through the turnstiles at this game yeah uh but yeah i have been at games where it's been fun like sure. around, like a like a lively atmosphere and mm-hmm. stuff but uh yeah i don't know there was just a a pall of uh you know instant defeat i guess like yeah. surrounding the campus really yeah they have they have sucked ass for the last couple of years there, there were go. probably only about <laughs> two or three hundred students uh there but it was uh, it was fun jeremy as you know i love college basketball yeah. um and so right right at the start of the game it was it was fun because we were walking through the concourse and uh we saw um like we saw the northwestern players run out of their locker room onto the court to yeah, do lit warm-ups exactly we i should say like we walked in and they did have like a cool like program yeah like, a little like uh like kind of like cardstock insert that you could get that mm-hmm. had the both rosters on it yeah. which was cool especially for me who doesn't know shit mm-hmm. uh, about the teams uh so that was cool to have um hell it's but more than the white Sox do <laughs> right <laughs> yeah yeah um uh, so, um, so we were walking by like the control booth or something, some sort of like back room door and a friend of mine uh, who I know uh, from my other job stepped out and, uh, we started talking, uh, the subject matter is top secret. I cannot divulge what we were talking about, but, uh, it was important sports related mm-hmm. information. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was standing behind this like cordoned off, like queued off area <clears throat> And then, like, I feel like it was, like, a movie. Like, the, these doors busted open and, like, you know, 12, 13, like, like six and a half, seven feet guys started running down in their, like, basketball warm-ups. And yeah. it's, like, the Northwestern team. And they're just, like, hoo, 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 like, yep. just running out. And, like, my friend was, like, in their direct way. And it was almost like a Curb Your Enthusiasm situation where, where Larry accidentally tripped Shaq. Shaquille O'Neal and like Torres ACL, uh-huh. uh, but um, so that was kind of a, a tense moment there. It was, um, but uh, but it was just humorous because we're all normal sized, and these guys, these like giants, were like 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 run like jogging on this like you know concourse to to the 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 stadium floor to to start warming up jack what did you hear uh i heard one of the guys one of the players yell back at another player did you say you got to pee <laughs> uh and you know it got me to think like, yeah you know maybe sometimes these guys have to like pee during a game i mean you, yeah. you think about that you know a game lasts two and a half three hours at basketball you got halftime so like you can take a you know you can take a pee then uh you know before the after the coach says this thing whatever baseball you can do it between innings but yeah i mean th- these guys have to you know nature calls for athletes sometimes sometimes too you know <laughs> yeah no for sure yeah I, I i wonder if like you know you think about like college players like they're still kind of like 
you know, learning the ropes of, you know, being a, an athlete, a professional, like even like getting out in the working world. Like you wonder if like the coaches have to be like, all right, guys, anyone has to pee, do it now before you get out <laughs> on the court because we can't go in the middle, you know, whatever. Right. Quarter. So anyway, um, so that was, yeah, that was kind of funny. And we were trying to like spot who the guy was uh, who said it. And uh, like predictably enough, it was like, I think they were bench warmers. Yeah, like, it was probably, it was like <clears throat> one of the walk-ons or something. He didn't actually get in the game. No, not at all. So I we was, couldn't tell. I was excited to see, um, so Northwestern had a couple of nice looking players. They had a, a kid, he was uh, as North, he was a freshman as the, as the Northwestern announcer called them. He was a first year but oh, his, yeah. uh, his his name was uh, Robbie Barron. He uh, he had a good game. I think he reached double digits for Northwestern. He looked all right. Yeah, um, for sure. But, but I was oh yeah, go ahead. Oh no no no, Northwestern kid, you were gonna say? Yeah. So I was gonna yeah. say so that Northwestern kid also Northwestern had an interesting player. They had a guy who played four years of college lacrosse oh, yeah, at a smaller yeah. school who transferred uh, to play basketball for a fifth year at Northwestern. Yeah, for uh, sure. He looked he looked like a lacrosse player. Yeah, I he, guess he is was the a... best. He's a bit husky. Yeah, like, he, w- he was like husky. He looked like a like an I don't know like an Irish soccer player or something. I don't know I, how to describe it, but he, I, I second that. Yeah, he had like a beard and uh, I don't know, just just didn't didn't have the look of a basketball player. No, um, uh, I thought Miller Cop looked pretty good. Yeah, too. yeah, Miller Cop looked good as well. I think he's a sophomore. Um, he had a, he hit a couple of outside shots, so he's like a good a good wing yeah. uh, for Northwestern. Um, uh, but I, the team I was really excited to see, I, I was excited to see Iowa. Um, Iowa, when we saw them last week, they were just outside the top 25. I think they were. Uh, they had received uh, 88 uh, top 25 votes. So they were not rated number 26 in the country. Um, I have not checked this week to see if they're in the top 25 now. Right. But uh, they, had, uh, they had some really good players on their team. Uh, they got a, a kid named Luca Garza, who's a junior. Um, he's really starting to break out... Um, uh, he had like 27 points. He scored 16 in a row at one point in the second half. Uh, he's like a 6'11 uh, center, and the kid is just a stud. He can sh- he can hit shoot from outside, leading the Big Ten in scoring. Um, I think that you're going to start hearing his name a lot more over the next couple weeks. Yeah, and I remember him from the uh, the tournament as well. Yeah. Again, my only like knowledge of the tournament is, or of college basketball is the tournament when I have <laughs> money on the line. But uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it appears that uh, Iowa is in the top twenty-five. They are. Point. Yeah. What What are they ranked? Um, on the AP poll, they're uh, nineteen. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so that's pretty. Go. That's legit. Um, yeah, Jeremy, they look like a top twenty-five team to me. Uh, you know, in addition to Garza, who I think is a first-team All-America type of player, they got a couple of other nice guys. Uh, C.J. Frederick. He was a freshman. Uh, he was the Kentucky Gatorade Player of the Year uh, two years ago. He redshirted last year. I'm not sure if it was due to injury or. or or, or whatever, um, too much depth on the team. But uh, but yeah, he's a freshman this year. He can he drained three threes. I think he ended up with eleven points. Uh, the kid is going to be a stud. He's uh, he's kind of a hot dog, but like he knows he's good. Uh, he, he averaged twenty eight points a game his senior year of high school. So like the CJ Frederick, um, you know, mark my words, Jeremy, I'm going to get it on the uh, the record here. By uh, the time he's an upperclassman, maybe even next year, he's going to be an All Big Ten player. Sure. Uh, they also have a kid named Joe Wieskamp. He was two-time Gatorade Player of the Year in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a sophomore right now for them. Uh, he's also a really good player. So, yeah, Jeremy, watch out for them in the tournament. Uh, I think that they have the, the right combination of, like, outside shooting. They got they got a bruiser like Luca Garza inside who can do a lot of damage. I yeah. think they're going to be a good pick to maybe win a few games in the tournament. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 fair. Um, I will say that they, they, they came across a bit, like, like villainy villainous i would say uh even like i don't know about whiny but like i they i didn't really like them like like personality wise well you know they say a team is a reflection of its coach uh fran mccaffrey last year he got in some trouble i think with the ncaa for uh uh, like uh hunting down a ref like uh backstage in the in the locker rooms and like and like bitching him out after a loss yeah um so yeah he got in he got in a little heat for that so uh you know his son is also on the team Connor McCaffrey the kid's kind of a punk so like uh so yeah I they uh you know I agree that they're like cocky they got kind of a chip on their shoulder but um you know that's what you're going to get with upper level big 10 teams yeah um in terms of like uh like you know the the big screen and the the performance or the uh entertainment stuff like yeah like I said I think the game the atmosphere suffered from the lack of students there Because Jack, we were discussing like the um, the form of well, we'll say this in general. Like uh, this is why there wasn't much to like to to kind of like 
give the rain delay theater treatment to yep. so to speak aka like i.e rip the rip the experience yeah um because like everyone in there was like pretty classy and, and well behaved they were i was gonna say polite was a good way to put it yeah and so it's like hey what what, what are we supposed to do with that what? yeah <laughs> like yeah. hey man yeah keep keep being like keep moving out of the way of someone going down the aisle way to go <laughs> it's, it's tough to like it's tough to like have anything for us to go off of like but and so you were saying like the the color from the game experience usually comes from the, the student uh, section and it was pretty depleted at this game. It was. I've seen it packed before and I've seen it like you know busy and stuff. Um, but uh, the the most r- wildest thing that happened was at one point they cut to like four guys who were sitting like in the bleachers, uh, four students like all behind each other like piggybacked and they were all like massaging the guy in front of them's like shoulders or whatever. Yeah. And the guy in front was like making these like. Posy posing faces like these, like the blue steel Zoolander face to the camera or something. Yeah. It's like, oh, all right, this is the this is the most r- wildest thing that we saw tonight. Well, I guess this is like Northwestern, Jeremy. It's practically an <laughs> Ivy League school uh, of the Midwest. Yeah, uh, I'll say this. You, yeah, I think uh, there were there were uh, political debates that night, right? I can't remember. There, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the Democratic debates. Yeah, were that the night. Democratic yeah. debates were that. So a lot of the uh, a lot of the Northwestern students probably stayed in, as you as you <laughs> hypothesized, to watch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. I'll say this, Jeremy. I mean, you know, we're a sports podcast here. Hey, you know what? Like, if you're somebody who's going to, like, skip a college basketball game to watch some political debates on TV, like, I don't want to I don't want to know you. I don't even want to use words with the letter U to quote to quote the movie Good Burger. So. Uh, so, yeah, just uh, so there's well. that. There yeah, the, the sheer balance of the country and the maybe the world <laughs> relies on this election, but yeah, for sure, that's fair enough. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, so, Even that does not excuse them. No, no. As I will say there were uh, there, there were a couple of annoying kids, at least. You know, thank God there were some annoying kids yeah, around non, us. Non students, like little kids. Yeah, like like little little kids. So we were kind of in in the upper deck, mid court. Uh, great seats, actually. It's where I like to sit for a basketball game, yeah. mid court, so we we could see everything. It was great. But uh, to our left, a lot of Iowa fans. Jeremy, Iowa yeah. fans really travel. I don't know if they travel well, but they, you know, it's not that they, far for them to go. Yeah, I believe they do. I mean, definitely for football, they do. Yep. And uh, yeah, I mean, I yeah, I think we went to an Iowa game a couple years ago. Sure. Like, yeah, it was pretty. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, almost it was the 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 uh, crowd was almost half uh, Hawkeye fans, um, yeah. but especially our section too. So I feel like everybody sitting to our left and above us was uh, Hawkeyes fans, including these annoying kids yeah. who were by us. So like the whole like the whole second half, they kept going. Da, 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 da. Like just that song over, over and over again. Yeah, that White Stripe song. Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah, but but through a little kids thing. So it's like. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then, and then, you know, usually, like the, you know, we would get more material because, like, oh, like the parents would like enable it or think it's cute. But like, actually, late in the game, the mom <laughs> turned to somebody who was sitting by them who was not with that, like that family, and she's like, she's like, oh, I, I think we're raising some annoying kids here. So like, I was like, Jesus, that mom's gonna like sell out her little kids. Like, even yeah. she knows it's it's bad. And from so. the mother too. Like, yeah. if anybody, the father would say that. But <laughs> right. like, yeah, that's yeah, that was kind of funny and like. It's cool, but then when it when it's really like that, it's like oh man, I feel like that's a that's a bit too far, mom. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, pretty pretty standard fare, I guess. Well, yep. Um, I I can't help like but feel like if the outcome of the game was better, like I mean, uh, then maybe uh, there would have been more to talk about, sure. really. But uh, like Northwestern got tried to close the gap a little bit like they led for like the first five minutes or they something did. yeah and then they they fell behind they tried to close the gap at the end of the first half uh but then in the second half they pretty much just just they got they got blown out yeah. um one thing that was pretty cool jeremy and this kind of ties into seeing the northwestern players run out to go uh take their take their warm-ups is that uh you know it is like it is like almost like a high school arena so um so you're pretty close to the concourse is like right by the locker room so when we yeah. were walking out uh, after the game, uh, we walked past the Iowa locker room and we saw uh, Coach Fran McCaffrey for Iowa yeah. like walking back to the locker room. Um, we were real close to him. We were probably within like 10 yards of him, uh, closer than that, like 15 feet. Um, and so, uh, Jeremy, like when you went to go to, uh, you went to go to the bathroom and yeah. then I, I walked back over by like, 
where they were going to do the press conferences, which we was saw near. The, we saw the press room. Yes, yeah, we also saw the press room, which was cool. Um, and so like McCaffrey, uh, he walked like back out of the locker room, and like he was, I, I watched him get like escorted to the press conference and stuff. It was kind of cool, but I, I kind of just wanted to yell, "Hey, McCaffrey, you suck!" You know, I don't have anything <laughs> against Fran McCaffrey, but it was just like my uh, like my meatball like fandom. Uh, just having instincts. that kind of access, yeah. You have to use that to, to exactly rip the guy. But it, it's it's one of those things where like usually when you're yelling something at a player like you're far enough away that they're probably not going to hear it or if they do like they're not going to know it was you but like when you're that close I feel like I would immediately take it back not because (laughs) I was afraid of not because I'm afraid of like getting beaten up but it's just like Jesus oh you're you're a person too I'm sorry I didn't mean that I don't know why I said it yeah sure sure (laughs) uh you know he is making what what, what, like three million yeah you're making 2.2 million yeah Yeah, he can he can take it he can take it for that much money the thing is he could have he could have looked you up and down sized you up and then came back with some sort of like rebuttal because (laughs) he can't see you you know? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm nothing to that guy. But, uh, but um, yeah. Anyway. So yeah, the game was a blowout. Um, it was cool to see Iowa because yeah, they they have some uh, they they have a good team. They'll they'll they should do well in the uh, tournament. Mm-hmm. And um, even their their best player is injured too. I guess too. Like they have a guy who's like yeah, injured. They do. Jack Nunge is hurt, and also uh, uh, Jordan. I think Jordan Bohannon. Jeremy the yeah, Bohannons are uh, they are a legacy of Iowa basketball players. Okay. A couple of them played against uh, played for the Wisconsin Badgers. Uh, this current Bohannon, he was a senior. He was going to be their starting point guard. They're all good shooters. They're all just like you know six foot white guys, but they're all really good shooters. Yeah. Uh, and they're you know they're they're pests. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there's probably more coming down the line. <laughs> so yeah, so it's cool to see that some probably future NBA players on that team. Mm-hmm. So that'll be cool. Yeah, um, definitely. But yeah, so um, but listen, the game was uh was one thing, but uh, we also like had the biggest week of like sports history, certainly in a January. Yeah. I think in like the history of baseball, maybe. Yeah, January is supposed to be like the quiet month before spring training starts. Nothing is supposed to happen in January. Yeah, and we and in one day we had tons and tons of news. Yeah, yeah. Um, we haven't really talked much about the 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 Astros whole controversy, but we might as well get into it now we because haven't... it's it's almost it kind of reached its its fever pitch. I guess. Yeah, 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 and we we actually saved on purpose. We didn't talk about it the last time. It was sort of going down, so you know, so we could wait for more to develop, and it did. Yeah. Um, so I guess you know the first thing to talk about is the the three firings that happened. Uh, four, if you count Jeff Lunau for the for the Astros, but yeah, but yeah, let's let's talk about AJ Hinch and Jeff Lunau first. So they the they were suspended. Uh, for a year because of the cheating scandal with the uh, trash cans. And then like an hour later, yeah. owner Jim Crane fired both of them. Yeah, yeah. And Jeremy, I can't say I feel sorry for either of those two. No, I mean, it, the the uh, the funny like element of all of this is that it came out in like the, re- the research that the MLB did that A.J. Hinch was seeming by all accounts like like not happy that they were doing this and that he like smashed the equipment twice and it had to be replaced um but you know they they said that he should have come forward or whatever um and that's true he probably should have uh but it's it's funny that like he had that role in it, like a passive, like unhappy role in it, and he still like got the axe because of it. Yeah, um, but you know, uh, he he could have stopped it. He yeah. could have just said, "No, we're not going to do this anymore." He could have fired Alex Cora. Yeah, but he didn't do any of those things. Yeah, I know. It's like, like. Alex Cora must have totally thought that like AJ Hinch was like a, a punk because he's like oh, no, move aside Hinch I'm gonna you know set this whole thing up or yep. whatever because it turned out that he was I guess the mastermind behind it and him and Beltran I guess did did Beltran was it, I didn't I I may have missed some stuff on it but like did they conclude that it was Beltran's idea to start this or he. I don't know if they ever said whose idea it was, but I think those two were the ringleaders of yeah, it. Yeah, I, I feel like it was something like like Beltran discovered that they could do this, and then with he talked to Cora about it, and then they set up the thing or something. I don't know. But uh, but anyway, so um, I mean, so I don't dislike A.J. Hinch. I think it's, it is kind of comical how it all went down, that he was not happy with it, and he gets the ax because of it. Luna uh, just seems like a fucking, like... Uh, blow-dried, pompous prick, basically. Yeah. Um, and I would maybe even almost say that regardless of the whole Brandon Taubman bullshit that happened. But, like, yeah, they, the guy just seems like a like he thinks he's, like, the smartest guy in the room sort of thing. And, like, just, I don't know, just, yeah, just 
just his whole like look, I just don't like him. He looks like a kind of like a pompous prick, basically. Well, yeah, he he looks like a, a a minor character out of the movie Wall Street or something. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. yeah, he. Uh, I think the world definitely turned against him. You know, he became like a household face in the baseball world, like after the whole Brandon Taubman thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I knew the guy's name, but I had never really seen his picture or watched any interviews with him. Um, and so, like, you know, once he had to start stepping up and, like, being the face of that franchise and really getting in front of the cameras, he, yeah, he, he came off very poorly. Yeah. Uh, as a guy who had, like, no remorse for anything, like, all of the bad things that his org- were going on in his organization. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I feel like he was he was touted as like a wonderkind or something like yeah. like building while when, when he was building this Astros team or whatever and like like their like uh, analytical uh, approach to building the, the roster and everything and I, I I just feel like that's like the kiss of death or like uh, when that happens to a, to a person it's just um, a target on their back to be criticized somehow so like if it works good if it doesn't like just all hell will rain down upon them. It's like, oh, you think you're so smart, Lunau? Yep. Or whatever. Um, Jack, alternate scenario, like alternate universe, Brandon Taubman would have become the GM probably if yes. he didn't get fired, right? Yeah, that's very, <laughs> very interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I wonder, because they have an assistant GM now, but yeah, it's, it's very possible that they, that they would have promoted him. Yeah. Um, and I mean, now he's banned for life, I believe. Yeah, is that I right? I think they yeah, I think like in this latest wave of things. Oh yeah. I think maybe yeah, they yeah. just like also as a footnote like he's banned for yeah, life or something, that's right, which yeah. is funny. <laughs> oh man, what a bunch of turds. Yeah. Um yeah, so uh so yeah, the, those guys are fired. It was funny cuz like for a, a brief second I'm like like who's going to coach the team for a year? Like who would come in just for a year? Um and then that all was moot because yeah. um they got fired. Mm-hmm. So um, Alex Cora? Yeah. Uh, so Alex Cora, um, I think there, his, his punishment has not been, been meted out yet. But, yeah, uh, in hoping. The, yeah, in the words of Hulk Hogan, uh, I think they're going to lay the smack down on his crippled ass. Uh, <laughs> and in the words of Slick, uh, manager, turn out the lights, party's over. It's <laughs> a little more deep cut there. A couple of, well, I mean, mine was a pretty deep cut, too. Yeah. You, you'd have had to watch the uh, NWO Back in Black DVD. Um, uh, okay, but anyway, uh, so yeah, Alex Cora, because they're still investigating, so he was busted for the 2017 Astros cheating thing, but yeah. also he was the manager of the 2018 Boston Red Sox, who won the World Series, who may have also been cheating as well. Yes. So MLB is still looking into that. Uh, I, I would imagine, Jeremy, and I would be all for Alex Cora getting a lifetime ban. Yeah, uh, sure. Why not? Yeah, I have no no problem with that whatsoever. No, I, I feel like it's I, I, it's kind of a uh, you know it's interesting when a guy is handed a lifetime ban. It's big news. So like just as a baseball fan, it would be interesting to see a guy get that. <laughs> you know, I'm sure there'll be something where like he could apply for reinstatement in like five years. But yeah, if, right. if this guy has cheated his way to winning the lat like two straight World Series, you got to ban him for life. Get him out of here. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If it, when when you can't feel confident in your World Series champion that's bad for the sport. Yeah. Uh, did we talk about that or was that off mic where it's like to for the MLB to strip the Astros and, and now as thing, this was like initially like when when all this was going on um, we were kind of talking about it but now that more stuff has happened with it you the, the, the conversation of punishment to the players and uh, like stripping the championship becomes a real conversation that people have to have but it's like it's bad for baseball to say like, oh yeah, we didn't have a champion that year because the team that won cheated. It's like, and I, I'm sure MLB doesn't want that. They don't want it to come to that. Um, did you see the story about the LA City Council or whatever? No, I think I just glanced over it today, uh, so I could be getting the details wrong. But there's like L- the an an LA City Council drafted a letter to MLB requesting that MLB strip uh, the Astros and the Red Sox of champion of their championships and name the Dodgers the champions. <laughs> <laughs> That's a loser thing, Jeremy. Yeah, um, yeah, it is pretty sad, but uh, it's also quite funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. Uh, hey, I'll say this. Um, I think I would be all for them uh, stripping the 2017 Astros of their title, not giving it to the Dodgers. I, n- I don't think that when a team has to vacate a title that the loser should be given the title. Sure. But they should just strip the Astros of the title. And if the Red Sox were cheating, uh, strip them of the title, too. 
Um, because, hey, you know what? They do it in college sports all the time. You know, a team will have to, like, vacate a Final Four or yeah. whatever. Um, and, I mean, what does that really mean when you vacate it? Like, the fans still got to have the experience of it. You know, they got to live it. The players got to do it, you know. Yeah. I, the only thing, I guess it's not in the record books anymore. But, like, you know, I was reading uh, Astro's message board stuff uh and like their fans are like oh well thank god at least we still get to keep the title you know so <laughs> yeah sure i guess for that sake um yeah it would be i would be all for stripping them so those people uh could could get their title taken away but i just, i just don't like the idea of like it's like oh yeah that didn't happen like you know you saw that actually didn't happen it's like that 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 rain out we went to that yep. that white Sox game at the yeah. end of the season like that baseball we saw didn't actually happen no nope. we did see it but it, it's it's not real yeah grayson uh, griner's home run doesn't <laughs> exist <laughs> <laughs> totally um so like i just i don't and I, I don't like that that college sports does that uh, like i feel just like like leave it like i i, I don't like it so I, I i hope they don't do it um and i i think it would be funny i mean it would be some could call it a disgrace but i think it would be funny if they awarded it to the dodgers just because now that would be awesome i'll tell you why that would be awesome because now the dodgers can shut the hell up about not winning a world series since 1988 and but we never had to experience the like them watching them celebrate. Right. That would be awesome. That no, that's one way to look at it. Yeah. yeah. So in that sense, I'm all for it again. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I it's funny. There, I remember like they were talking at some point about like the steroids thing, and uh, I don't know if it was Mark McGuire uh, or Canseco. Um, like they were saying, like uh, they should. When one of them tested positive, when the whole steroid scene came out, let's say it was McGuire, they're like they should take away McGuire's MVP. And then like if they would have taken it away, like Mike Greenwell for the the oh. Red Sox would have been the AL MVP or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that would be funny. Like like <laughs> to like he gets he like somehow retroactively becomes the the 1988 AL MVP or something. <laughs> so I don't know. It's it's crazy. I don't. I, it's a slippery slope to get to to start getting into all that. But right. yeah, I don't know. It is what it is. I guess. Well, it, Jeremy, I do feel like next time it's team gets caught for cheating like this like i feel like a there will be the players some players will get punished for yeah, it and yeah. b like a, the team will have to like vacate stuff i i i i feel like this was this was the warning shot that yeah. they fired like all that really happened to them they lost some draft picks uh they, they got fined five million dollars and they lost their coach and, and gm yeah that sucks but like i think next time it's going to be more i will say jack we we did and we can we can move on in here after this but like um i think that uh the whole draft picks thing, being the prospect guy, um, like the 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 Astros have not had high draft picks in a while, and they also traded a boatload of their prospects for Zach Greinke, uh, like two of their top pitching prospects, and like uh, their like first round draft pick from like 2018, I want to say. Um, so these losing these draft picks could hurt their franchise for year their farm system for like years like mm -hmm. in the future. Mm -hmm. So that's something to, to put out there. Like, I think that, uh, obviously, yeah, you don't think about it right, right off the bat, but like maybe like four years from now or something, they could have like a big, like dearth in their like farm system. And it could be from the fallout from, from that trade and from, uh, uh, these picks, obviously they, they wouldn't have traded all those guys for Granky if they weren't going to have four draft picks coming up. So like yep. it, it could be, that could be tough for them going forward. But uh, again, obviously the consensus is that they'd rather have the world series. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, talk about the Cubs and prospects and everything. Like I take the world series. Right. So, right. There you go. For sure. Well, Carlos Beltran also stepped down slash got fired. Uh, from <laughs> he the got Mets fired with a zero, zero uh, record. Yeah. yeah none and done as the New York <laughs> post said. Uh, um, yes. Well, he was uh, so so. Jeremy, there, there was this Twitter account called Beltran's niece that apparently was uh, it called Beltran's niece, or, or did were, they were just, say just say that they were Beltran's niece? Yeah, I don't niece. think it was called Beltran's niece. No, like the thing. I think that they claimed uh, that this person claimed that they were Beltran's niece. So like it predicted that, um, and then it uh, predicted his hiring and his firing, and then it predicted, and then it also said that the Astros uh, were using buzzers. Under their jerseys to uh, to get the what what pitch was coming next? Yeah, like for it was sure. like a new a new wave of sign stealing. The, the Twitter account, as far as I can tell, is at so blessed one. Yeah, <laughs> and the so, name was QT. <laughs> so yeah, so Je so Jeremy, uh, it turns out that this Beltran's niece person, this person who stirred up all of this shit, was uh, was actually he's like some internet gambling uh, guy named Incarcerated Bob. 
Okay, so like, yeah. so Gary Sheffield Jr. said that he thought it was a former player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you That's know. actually the last I had heard of it. So it's it's so what it's a it's it's some it's some oh, guy God, some internet me. troll named Incarcerated Bob who like does uh who does like sports gambling stuff and like he's trying to like mm. you know he tries to get people to uh, uh like buy into his gambling tips like or something like that yeah so it's it's just some dude who like didn't actually know what he was talking about sure yeah so it's possible that the astros stuff uh with the buzzers um is just bunk and it's yeah the mlb did say that they didn't find anything any yeah. evidence of buzzers but then again like they might also just be saying that to, to be like all right let's just hope that the 2017 stuff is enough and people don't like you Ex- know. yeah exactly because uh they'll have to Exoner, they'll have to like make good for Aroldis Chapman, which would be just the worst thing uh, in the world. Yes. Um. But but yeah, no. I mean, like it's just all too convenient. Like the whole thing with with Altuve like not wanting to tear the shirt. It the, is the jersey. Yeah. Itself. I mean, it's a great story, but like, I mean, I don't think. I like Jose Altuve. We're about the same height and demand. Like he has a little bit more muscle than I do. Uh-huh. But um, uh, uh. I don't think that he can be as good as he is at baseball and also be uh, as, like, like clever uh, enough to, like, make up that story about his wife being mad about tearing the jersey, like, on the spot when, like, uh, Ken Rosenthal asks him, like, seconds after hitting the homer. He's like, uh, my wife doesn't like it. Uh, she wants me to keep the, the jerseys. Right <laughs> it's like... Yeah, he's not that smart. He's not that quick. Yeah, you know. Yeah, okay, I'm sure he's a great guy, but he's not that quick enough to come up with. It's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'm gonna donate it to charity, so I didn't want to rip it. That's that's a story. It's not a buzzer. No, no, it's nothing like that. It's like I don't think he's that smart. <laughs> okay, fair yeah. enough. No, that that's reason enough. Right? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Think so for me, it is. Yeah. Well, uh, so yeah, th- this Beltran's niece thing was apparently a big, uh, big hoax. But yeah. uh, but Jessica Mendoza also got in the headlines. Uh, yeah, this same week. same day as like. Was it the firings? Yeah, the I think it was the same same day. Well, I, it might have been the same day as Beltron's, Beltron's firing. firing. Yeah, because Jessica Mendoza, uh, so she came out and said that she didn't like uh, that Mike Trout, uh, the way he went about going public with it. She, uh, uh, Mike Mike Fires. Mike, Mike Fires. Mike yeah. Fires. We'll get to Mike Trout next. Mike Fires. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so she said that she didn't like the way Mike Fires went public with it. She said she wishes <laughs> that he would have handled it internally. Yeah. Now the thing the thing is like they they say that the MLB knew about this cheating stuff and that they didn't want to actually do anything about it. And so Mike Fires going public with the Athletic. Uh, like in that story, was what made the MLB investigate it. Uh-huh. So in a way, you could look at Mike Fires as a, a hero. Uh, Jessica Mendoza seems to think that he's a greasy rat fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's uh, playing old school, I guess. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, and and it's funny because so so she came, she like said that on like the Mike Golick show or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then she like amended her she like tried to clarify her statement and basically just said the same thing again yeah she she backpedaled i mean she said she's like uh she, she, she's like yeah i uh what, what, what was it well, she said it's i mean i wouldn't even call it a backpedal jack he, she said like um listen first thing i want to make clear is that all of this cheating coming out is a good thing for baseball uh, or something like it'll be beneficial for baseball uh, that being said, the point that I really wanted to make was that I'm unhappy. I'm I don't agree with the way it was like it came out. Which is she's just said she just said the same thing over again. She didn't need to clarify it. She's still calling out Mike Fires. Yeah. Um. And she said like I wish it should have been announced to a team or to the league first before going to the media or something. But it's like yeah. I mean if if they're not doing anything about it, then like yeah, why you know go to the media, go to like get the story out there. Um, I also think, um, I mean, did, did Kevin Rosenthal and that other guy, like Evan Drellich or whatever his name is, like, did they write that story or something about fires? Cause like, I know that they were credited too, with a lot of like breaking the, the news on it and everything. They may have been the ones who wrote the athletic story. I yeah. Mean, I'm not that sure. that could be, me. that could um. be. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, it's just all kind of ridiculous, I, I, I'd Well, because she, she was doing an interview for ESPN, because she works for ESPN as the Sunday Night Baseball, one of the Sunday Night Baseball people. Yes. But, like, she's also a consultant for the Mets. Yeah. So she was speaking uh, as an employee of the Mets, and she was just pissed that they had to fire Carlos Beltran. Yeah. That's all it was. For sure, yeah. Yeah, Um. I mean, uh, uh, what, what was I going to say about uh, all that? Um. 
Uh, the, well, the, the thing passed me. But well, yeah. so like on top of oh. all of this stuff, um, uh, the same day, uh, Scott Brosius's son. Yeah. Wait. Hold on. Before okay. you do that, I remember what I was going to say. I what I resent about the whole thing is that I have to come down on the side of Mike Fires. Yeah. Because I think Mike Fires is a piece of crap too, but not for that. Well, I think he's a piece of crap for throwing two no hitters after the Brewers traded him. You know, uh, here's this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it's funny. They saw on Twitter, um, or I saw on Twitter, like people. I, I didn't even really see this. I guess maybe because I'm not in uh, Oakland. He threw the second one in Oakland, right? I think so. Like apparently, he was under investigation for having like pine tar on his hat mm-hmm. during that no hitter, mm-hmm. and then they like they they ruled that he you know didn't have. You know it, that that didn't yeah. contribute, whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, also, I mean, I don't like him because he hit Gene Carl Stanton in the face and then was like yelling back at the uh, Marlins Dug bench. Yeah. yeah, at that point, mm-hmm. he was on the Brewers at that point. Yeah, that him. was in Milwaukee. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, uh, he also seemed like an asshole. But um, you know that he can be an asshole and also like <laughs> expose like this this. Big cheating controversy. Be a whistleblower, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, hell, uh, Jose Canseco is one of the biggest assholes in, in <laughs> baseball, and he was right about everything yeah. with the with the steroids. So, like, hats off to him for that. Um, but, uh, but yes, anyway, that's that's what I resented about the whole Jessica Mendoza thing, making me take Mike Fires' side. <laughs> well, the same day, so I, yes. different Mike, uh, like the very same day that all this was happening, uh, Scott Brosius' son... Uh, tweeted uh, or put put on Instagram that Mike Trout uh, takes HGH for a thyroid condition. Yeah, and that the MLB knows about it. And it's like, but it's like he has an amnesty clause or something because of his medical condition yeah. or something, right? Yeah. I just love that it's Scott Brocious's son. Like Scott Brocious's son. Like you know, why not uh, um, uh, Mike Pagliarulo's mailman or something? Like, <laughs> who, who the hell, like, what about Jim Leyritz's uh, gardener? I don't know, whatever. It, it's weird. I I, uh, I Googled Jim Leyritz this morning. Oh, some, yeah. I don't know why. I, I was looking at his baseball reference. Okay. That's, an, that's a deep cut. Uh, Jim Leyritz? Yeah. Uh, uh, nicknamed the King, apparently, according to his baseball reference uh, he profile. He is the one in jail, correct? Is Jim Leyritz, yeah, was he in jail? Is he in jail? Didn't he run someone over and kill Jesus. them? Jesus. I, I don't know. I could be confusing him with like Mike, not Mike Blowers. Like there's there are these guys in the like the nineties. Like I think it was Jim Leyritz. Okay. Though. Okay. Yeah. I, hey, Jim Leyritz. If it's not you, I'm sorry that I accused you of murder. <laughs> Let's move on, Jim. Uh, yeah. So um, so yeah, the, uh, Scott Brosius' son, uh, another ex-Yankee, uh, you know, said that Mike Trout is on HGH. Now, um, it, it was quickly debunked. And uh, it turns out, me. I guess he's not, unless it's just another thing that the MLB is trying to to bury. Yeah, it's too bad that for for Scott Brocious's son that this news came out on the same day as everything else because he could have had a moment there for for a second, and then like it was just it that of all the stories, I feel like that one went away the quickest, kind of. Well, yeah, it did, but like I I want to know like why he chose to come out with this. So like his his first his first like post on Instagram was talking about how like Scott Brosius. When Scott Brosius in 2017 was a third base coach from the Mariners, and he would pretend that he was stealing the Astros signs because they knew the the Mariners knew the Astros were stealing signs, and then like okay. Hinch and Cora would scream at Scott mm-hmm. Brosius, and like, but like, what, what was he just also sitting on this Trout stuff? And he's like, oh God, t- today's the day. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> do it today. Well, did I don't know what the timeline was. Did it come out after everything else? I, yeah, I I feel like I want to say that it was like after the after the bombshell dropped about like the Astros punishments, like then that's when uh, David Brosius, I think it is. Is that his name? Uh, maybe. I honestly like that's what I'm saying though. It's like like of all these, like I would have read, I didn't read the article, Jack, because I didn't have time for it. Quite honestly, uh-huh. and like if he would have waited, if he would have done it a different day. People might know who he is and maybe have, like, you know, I don't know, like, thought, uh, like, looked into it or whatever. Or, like, but, yeah, it's just going to be buried. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, anyway. it, it, that, that's gone away. But the funny thing is, Jeremy, Trevor Bauer, your pick for craziest player of the 2010s. Yeah, sure. Um, he backed up the uh, the Beltran's niece claim about the buzzers. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard that, too, from, like, multiple people. <laughs> and then he also backed up the Trout HGH thing. He's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I've heard that. Like, people know about it. And then he totally backpedaled on that. He was like, uh, when someone asked him about it, and like, and after it had been debunked, he was like, "Oh yeah, I actually don't know." Like, what, what, what is Trevor Bauer 
Bauer doing? Like, yeah. he's just, like, trying to stir some shit up here. Well, Trevor Bauer is the, the biggest tinfoil hat-wearing conspiracy theory freak out there. I just pray to God he doesn't know, like, how to use Final Cut Pro or, like, Adobe Premiere. Like, he doesn't have access to, like, any video editing software because he's going to have you know, conspiracy theory videos on YouTube the second he real he learns how to do editing. Um, so, I mean, that's that, it seems to me like that's the kind of guy who he is. He's the guy, he's like complaining that there's too many uh, left slanted uh, news uh, articles into his phone. Um, he, he, he's, uh, he, he seems to like really cling to a lot of the, um, the alt-right conspiracy theories out there or whatever. And so, um, uh, just add these to the to the to the resume, and uh, he just seems like one of those like these people are out there. Just go on Twitter for like five minutes, and you'll find these people. They just believe any fucking half cocked like theory that that's put out there. Yeah, and there just happens to be one who has a plays Major League Baseball and has a big following. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah. It, it, it figures, you know, one of somebody, some baseball player would come along who was like that, and I guess it's Trevor Bauer. Um, the last <laughs> now he's one, the Reds' problem. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, the last one, Jeremy. That I, uh, well, the second to last thing is Tom yeah. Tom Ricketts. Um, yeah. was in the news. The Cubs convention happened this this mm-hmm. past weekend, and uh, he was uh, giving a speech. Was it the keynote? Was it the first speech of the whole? Did yeah. it kick off the whole convention? I think it kicked off the whole convention, <laughs> and it was it was mainly about the new Cubs channel that was coming out. Yeah, right. Yeah, Marquee Sports Network. Yeah, yes. yeah, and he got booed. Yeah, he was he was talking about it like it's like you know the cutting edge Cubs coverage whatever begins with Marquee Sports Network, and people started booing. Uh huh. Um, and it. Yeah, so there's there is video of this, so definitely go and watch it. It's really funny because like um the way he like did you read what he said? Yeah, after well he that? said he said I don't think I got booed. Well there's that too, but like right after right after he said it and started getting booed, he's like, What are you booing? Why are you booing? He's like, You booing the marquee network? He's like, You listen, listen, you won't be booing this thing in a year from now, I I promise you. And and it's just it sounded like some guy who like like it's not like a guy who you always like rag on, like just some guy who's just com- like like in your group of friends, the guy who's always get dumped on or something by by your friends. But he seems like a guy who like like maybe like says something like out of the box, and then people are like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "Oh, what do you mean? You don't like that?" Well, you know what, like like <laughs> a guy who's maybe like not used to defending himself or something, yeah, because he's like you know a rich like owner a baseball owner like to have these this massive plebeians uh like like booing him uh-huh. um like i feel like he almost didn't really know how to like react like he he chuckled like in the video like he's like they booed and he's like <laughs> he chuckled and he tried to like kind of play it off and he's like why are you you boo why are you booing it's like <laughs> dude you know why they're booing yeah like and and it's i guess it's unclear whether Okay, so okay, well, I'll say this. So yes, then he went on the local sports radio, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm not sure I was booed. Like, why don't you guys check the tape? I'm not, I'm not really sure." It's like, what are you not sure about? Like, were you not sure that you were standing on a stage in downtown Chicago? Because it's clear as day that that all of that happened. Um, it's unclear if they were booing him just out of general. Uh, frustration about the team's lack of moves in yeah. the offseason or this marquee this network. marquee network. Yeah. Um, now, uh, for people who maybe are not following it that closely um, nationwide, um, marquee. So yeah, it's starting. It's launching in like a, a couple, like a month or something, um, and it. Uh, it's covered. It they reached a, a deal to like to to be carried by like Directv and other local outlets, except for Xfinity, which is like the biggest market cable market in uh, provider in Chicago. Yeah, I think like over fifty percent of. Yeah, I think it's 75 percent yeah. or something. Uh-huh. Like so, as of right now, they're those people are not going to be able to watch Cubs games. Yeah, uh, any Cubs games except for like ones on Fox or ESPN. I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, the reality is they're gonna they'll reach a deal before mm-hmm. it starts. Like mm-hmm. it's not they're not gonna get blacked out. Like yeah. it's just not gonna happen. But I think like it's like so it's unclear if people were booing because of that. It's like hey, I got Xfinity and I'm not gonna be able to watch these games. Um, bottom line is that he did get booed mm-hmm. um, by by uh, by the the mass of people. Yeah. Um, uh, now here's the funny thing, Jack. Uh, I had a friend. Um, who uh, his dad was a huge Cubs fan. He lived next door to me, and he used to. He was a regular at Bernie's Bar across the street on Clark Street from Wrigley Field. Uh-huh. And this is like back in the '90s, um, 
when it was it was a lot more low key uh, there. More like there was more going on. Like there was more like focus on the team than in like the seventies and like the dark days or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like still, it was bad times in the nineties. But like these guys were like they weren't bleacher bums, but they were like Bernie's bums. But like they all like like players would go in like that was like the bar that like most players went into and stuff oh, okay, and yeah. like they just they like this this crew of guys from Bernie's like all knew like uh, they were very close to the team somehow like they like I feel like they knew people or whatever mm-hmm. um, and he would go to the Cubs convention like when it first started and I remember him talking to us and we were like probably like. 12 11 12 years old or something yeah. but it's something like they were like gonna try to sign someone and then i remember the dad saying like oh well uh and i think i i think the gm at the time was maybe andy mcphail okay um and he's like oh well you know uh he knows that he has to do something or because he's not gonna want to face us at the cubs convention because we'll let him have it <laughs> <laughs> and uh it's funny because like they felt like that empowered to like like boo to the GM's face or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, quite honestly, to have these fuck. I mean, now every team has these conventions or whatever, but it's like the the ridiculousness of having these fucking self-congratulating conventions of these fanatics like running around getting autographs of guys who played like 10 games with a team like 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Like just this whole madness of this whole thing. Quite honestly, the GM should be booed to their face for like giving like this kind of access to everyone. Yeah. It's like you're just asking to be fucking booed. Like, yeah, who cares that you won the World Series three years ago and broke a 108-year drought? These fucking bums are still going to boo you to your face. Yeah, and made the NLCS the next year. Yeah, well, then, yeah, uh, yeah, and then and the, the year before that, too, and uh, the year before they won the World Series. So, like, yeah, um, yeah, I, I love it. I, I love it because, like, th- I'm sure he thinks, like, what else do I have to do to these people? Right. But it's like... Eh, whatever, man. They're going to boo you to your face, yeah. fucking billionaire. What have you, you know? done for me lately? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think it's hilarious. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it seems to me like for years and years, all they were talking about was like, oh, once this network comes in, like the Cubs will, you know, be printing money or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, I guess maybe you need to give it some time to, to start paying back. Mm-hmm. But, like, um, it seems to me like – the way the Cubs have blown a bunch of trades and free agent signings and traded away uh, prospects, it's like, it's like, are they going to like lose on this network deal? Like, it seems to me like that's like the promised land for any sports franchises to own their own. The Dodgers have it, yeah, and the Yankees and the yep. like. It seems and it seems like that's the the dreams because you control everything. You you pay you make the money from the broadcast from the commercials, uh, from the ratings, from like everything. Like it's all you. But it, it almost seems like somehow the Cubs are going to squander this or something and like lose money or something. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, so I that it's a mess. Um, uh, but uh, I don't know. The Cubs convention is just. It's it's a massive humanity anyway. So. We should go next year for Ray Delay. Theater. I would I would love to. The, the White Sox convention is happening this weekend, and like yeah, I, I, I I'm bummed. I don't I don't think we have that kind of scratch, Jeremy. It's like no. 150 dollars to go to these things. You know for sure. Yeah, the White Sox might be a little more affordable, but yeah. uh, hey, listen, folks. Uh, we should get a we should get a Patreon going to, yeah, to right? fund us to go to one of these conventions we'll, or whatever. We would see a lot of shit. I guarantee it. It would make for some great episodes, folks. Yes. So if you want to donate some money, raindelaypod at gmail Send us an email. I'll give you my PayPal info. Please <laughs> get us to one of these conventions because we'll we'll make it we'll make it worth your while. Yeah, there'll be some great material. We'll be in that audience booing. Uh, yeah, for sure. Booing the owner of Jerry Reinsdorf. Okay, um, uh, Jeremy Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame was yeah. uh, two players were elected for the Hall of Fame today, which. I like it's a low number. I feel like too many people have been getting elected lately. Yeah. So it was only two, which was nice. Derek Jeter and Larry Walker. Yes. Um, Jack, quite honestly, that's one too many for me. You like uh, one, just one every year? Well, or just this for year? this year. I no, mean, yeah, I, you I know, agree. I just can't like. And again, I'm not. Well, okay, so I'm not a Derek Jeter fan. I don't yeah. like Derek Jeter. Like, um, but. The first of all, he he was one short shy of being unanimous, which is fucking stupid. Yeah, who 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 uh, who follows baseball and didn't vote for Derek Jeter for the Hall of Fame? And the whole thing is like 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 the whole the 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 long standing belief was that no one's a unanimous Hall of Famer. Like like didn't like Babe Ruth not even become like? Yeah, he, I don't no. think. Yeah, right. Mariano Rivera was the first one, and that was just last year that he yeah was, yeah yeah. So it's like. So there's some the, the 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 whole thing is like there's some 
there's some voters who are like, oh, yeah, well, he didn't, uh, you know, like, he doesn't get my vote or something. Or, like, because someone else is going to vote for him, I don't have to vote for him. Yep. And, like, it's just fucking stupid. And it's like, and they get 10 votes, too. Yeah. Like, wh- I, don't, I don't get it. Like, it's just stupid. Paul Canerco got 10 votes. <laughs> I think so. J.J. Putz got one. Yeah. I mean, this is ridiculous. And so, like, um... To to not vote for Derek Jeter is just stupid. Uh-huh. Like you should, they should take away your your right to vote. Yeah. Um, and uh, like, if I was Derek Jeter or a Yankees fan, I would be pissed that Larry Walker is also going in the same year. It's like it should just be. Now I know that there's two other, like Ted Simmons is going in and Marvin Miller are also going in. Mm-hmm. They're elected by the bullshit committee that ruined the Hall of Fame by allowing uh, Harold Baines in. Um, but yeah. it just, I mean. Larry Walker is a Hall of Famer. It's just a blah thing for me. It is. Um, yeah, so Derek Jeter, Jeremy, I feel like the Hall of Fame should be limited to guys like Derek Jeter, where it's like, oh, yeah, obviously yes. this guy should be yeah. in the Hall of Fame. You know, yeah. right now, like maybe Mike Trout, Albert Pujols, Miguel Cabrera, Clayton Kershaw, Justin Verlander. Like those are the guys off the top of my head right now who are playing who should be like Hall of Famers. Yeah, sure. Um, and, you know, uh, but so for, for me, Jeremy, when I look at Larry Walker, I was against him getting into the Hall of Fame when I, I I had heard that he might you know this might be the year for him that he would get elected. Yeah, uh, Jeremy, he only had four seasons where he played more than 140 games. Yeah, um, he only had let's see. Uh, I mean, yeah, he uh, as far as over 500 official at bats, I think he only had two seasons where he had over 500 official at bats. Um, it's it's just ridiculous. I mean, sure, you know, his he had a, a really good career batting average of three thirteen, but he played in Coors Field yeah. for a lot of that time. Um, yeah, I just, I just don't I just don't like it. He was the first Rocky to ever get um, elected into the Hall of Fame. Right? I think he's the first guy to be going into the Hall of Fame as a Rocky. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just I just don't like it, Jeremy. I mean, you know, you're talking to a guy who you know who played for uh, you know 16 years and only four of them over 140 games. Like, how, how does a guy get into the Hall of Fame like that? Yeah, it's 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 just it's just a it's a gray area, like because of the whole course thing. Um, I, I will say he's got a career 400 OBP. I, I do like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but like yeah, it's just it's it's a little uh, suspect with the whole course thing, especially in those years. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, which were also steroid years. Um, I mean yeah. So in sure. ni- 1997, he hit 366, and then in, in the next four years, he hit 363, 379. 309, then 350, then 338. So, like, his averages were sick. I mean, 379 in 438 official at-bats, that's, uh, yeah, it doesn't get much better than that. Yeah. But still, I don't think it's Hall-worthy because, A, he, he like, he had very few seasons of being an everyday player, uh, and, B, his stats are tainted because he played in Coors Field. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's just, like, it's, it's, uh... It's not uh, super clear, like it's not super like clean. Um, so yeah, you, I don't know. I, I'm just like, he's just one of those guys. Like I feel like, I mean, and the sad thing is, is that um, when you make this delineation uh, between who should be in and who shouldn't be in, like I feel like Andre Dawson gets pulled into that. Yeah, and I love Andre Dawson. I'm so glad that he's in the Hall of Fame. But like, yeah, him and like. Um, Jim Rice the following year, I yep. think, and then of course Harold Baines and stuff. And I, I feel it's just gonna keep there's it's gonna keep happening. These guys who are like just bubble guys at best, um, are gonna keep getting in and, and it's Ted just, Simmons is a Brewers catcher, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cardinals um, and Brewers, yeah. Yeah, cards and brewers. Um He had good numbers. He was before both of our times. Yeah. Uh, do you know much about Ted Simmons? Not really. I think he was on that Brewers World Series team in eighty two, wasn't he? Perhaps. Uh, I think so, yeah. yeah. Um I mean I, I did they they showed a lot of uh, video on him when yep. he did get elected, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, okay. I mean, he had great numbers as a catcher, yeah. especially at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, he seemed just kind of like a just like a professional like hitter like yep. kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I knew about Ted Simmons was, oh man, shit, I'm gonna mention it again. But when I was in the Arizona Fall League, okay, God I was talking, I was talking to this uh, this crusty baseball guy, and he's like. Yeah, I got Ted Simmons on a on a baseball card. Like, you know, you didn't know he doesn't do that much very often or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. Like, that was the only thing I knew about Ted Simmons really, uh-huh. like up until like recently. For sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, but uh, but yeah, I I mean, I don't know. Whatever. I'm glad he's in that. That's good for him. Friend uh, of the podcast, Paul, was probably very happy about that. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, who's his birthday today? Happy birthday, Paul. Oh yeah, yeah. Happy birthday, Paul. Um, but uh, but yeah, I uh. <laughs> 
I don't know. I'm just I'm so nonplussed by the by the uh, Larry Walker thing. I don't even know what to say. Uh huh. Like, yeah. I got really no thoughts about it. I'm I'm almost I'm mad on Derek Jeter's behalf that he got in the same <laughs> year. Basically. Well, Jeremy, I'll say this before we close it out. Uh, when I when I um well, used to attend a lot of shows at I/O. The person who run uh, an improv theater here in Chicago. Uh, the person who runs that theater was named Sharna Halpern, um, yep. and she was uh, always talking about how how many famous people she knew. So uh, she would do this show. She did this show where she went up and like did a monologue uh, or several monologues and people would do scenes based on based on her monologues. They would do improv scenes. And so every time she would drop the name of a famous person, one of the improvisers would go ding. And then like she didn't even really realize what was going on until like halfway through the show. I, mean, I think every time you bring up the Arizona Falling, I'm going to go ding. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. I okay. feel like I, I am aware of it now, I will say. <laughs> Um, and I called myself out for it. So, uh, so yeah, that by all means, like don't hold back, Jack. All right. Uh, okay. Well, uh, uh, this is, uh, uh, I think that's going to be it for this week. A lot of stuff happened. Yeah. A lot of and, news. We had to, we had to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, and you know, normally we don't, we don't, uh, try to stay too topical like on this stuff because you can get it somewhere else. But like, Hey, uh, there's a lot, there was a lot to talk about and it's, you know, it's, it's January. So what the hell? Right. Well, uh, spring training will be starting soon. So, uh, you know, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll have some good stuff for that. We'll try to get to another event, um, before that happens. Uh, but until then, uh, I'm Jack Swakowski and I'm Jeremy Dionisio. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.